Jesus will always love us. Cool. cool. All right. Um, that is cool, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I must have been in the fifth, maybe the sixth grade, somewhere around there, when my pastor, Pastor Rickle, came and asked my mother and me if we would teach Bible school together. That was incredible. It was my first time ever in public teaching um, and learning about God's love and care while I was doing that. We belonged to a tiny little church in the corner of a very busy street in northern New Jersey. And the pastor wanted to have a Bible school for the neighborhood and all the kids. And he called in all sorts of volunteers, including my little fifth or sixth grade self. And there was training and we, we, we worked hard. And it's a lot of work to put together a Bible school. It just doesn't happen overnight. But it happened and it was amazing. I don't recall exactly what lessons we taught, but I do remember the lesson I learned. I knew that there was a place for me. I knew that I belonged in God's kingdom and in the church. And that God's love was not just something for the adults, but it was for everyone. Powerful lesson. Jesus will always love us. Cool. In this morning's gospel, it's at the end of the fourth chapter of St. Mark's story of the life, the death, and resurrection of Jesus. We're told that all of Jesus' teaching was in parables. All of Jesus' teaching... This is in contrast to the teaching of the Pharisees, who was all about what does it say word for word in the law. They were quick to get out their scripture and their words and restrict God's kingdom. And there was a sense that unless you knew all of the kingdom, all of the rules, all of the laws, unless you followed it every last second of your life, that somehow the kingdom was not quite for you. But Jesus, Jesus, well, he had a different way of thinking. He had a different way of loving. He had a different understanding of God's kingdom. God's kingdom was present right here and now. A kingdom of love and grace for all people. And it didn't require that you could cite chapter and verse. God's kingdom of love and care was present. And that kingdom allows for a sense of belonging. And that kingdom invites our response. You guys had a good time in Bible school, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, I had a chance on Friday night to come just for the opening uh, ceremony, I guess. It was kind of like an Olympics, right? Uh, there was a lot of movement all around. I know that for true. Um, got a chance to come, and at that start of that, at Bible school, I saw the love and the joy. I saw you guys having fun, and that's pretty cool. It is really, really cool. It was cool that... Um, I got a chance to see not only you guys in action, but also the adults. Some of you are parents and some of you are not parents. Um, I saw teenagers uh, at work teaching about God's kingdom. And I thought, wow, this is cool. Each of us, each of you stepped out of maybe your comfort zones to share in the joy and the love of the kingdom right here and right now. There's a fallacy that we've been holding on to for way too long in the church that the kids, the youth, are the church of tomorrow. They're the church's future. Well, yes, but that's not true. They're the church of today. They're the church right now as God's kingdom is here and present in this space. They are an important part of that kingdom. And that the love and the joy that God has for them is not something for them to worry about 30 years in the future, which then maybe, hopefully, we're going to need one or two of you to stand up here and do this preaching. But today, the kingdom is ours together. The children, the youth, are the church of today. They're part of this kingdom. And they can help us with this message that Jesus will always love us. Cool. And we need to hear that message. We need to hear that message because there's a lot of frozen hearts these days. A lot of people are turning away from the love of God, holding on to what they have for themselves, refusing to share. There's all too many hard hearts that push away people who are in need because they maybe come from a different land or maybe they live life in a different way than we think it ought to be. There's too much frost in our hearts Whenever we espouse and we allow for the rhetoric of hatred to be spoken in our presence. Whenever we allow for someone to be diminished in their being and push them away and say that they are not welcomed. Whenever we see people more glued to their screens than sharing in conversations with one another. 
there's too much frost. Now, the parables had a way of breaking in, had a way of breaking into the lives of people, everyday lives of people, and allowing for that love and that grace of God to be made known in a way that was accessible to all. And Jesus tells about the kingdom. It is about God's action in sinking into our hearts and making a space for others. Making a space for compassion. Making a space for kindness and generosity. The kingdom is at work. The kingdom of God is kind of like a group of people, adults and teenagers, that come together and work at a Bible school on a hot summer weekend. The kingdom of God is like children standing up front, singing about God's love and care for them, knowing that they have a place right now. The kingdom of God is like that tiny little seed that is sown, and it'll grow. And it'll grow so large and so big that it will do the sheltering, the nurturing, nurturing, the caring in this world. Thanks be to God. The kingdom of God is here. It moves us beyond the frost and it invites us to share in joyful celebration with our kids. Now everyone, Jesus will always love us. Jesus will always love us. Jesus will always love us. Amen.